Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
This is Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, you're listening to the Sasha Marina, Marina Show, and I'm your host, Sasha Marina. Today I have a very, very cool guest. Um, she's with us here in America, but this is not where she, she's come from, a land not so far away, but that we're all very fond of. And um, her name is Emma Barrett. And she's a, you know, she, she came here with a lot of big dreams, and you know what, she's just, so close to really accomplishing it, and I and I and I see her right now. I kind of just whip was whipping through Facebook, and I saw her page, and I was like, "Oh, let me see, let me check her out." She has a a large following, and right now she's working on a short film, "Take the Reins," and you know it just it seems so interesting, and I really felt like sharing her story. So, without further ado, I'm gonna have her on live with us all. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, Sasha. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. No, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay, great. So, Emma, let's start a little bit about um, about you. How, who is Emma Barrett? Tell us a little bit about your journey thus far as an actress. And I know you're you're dipping into the whole filmmaking industry right now, but I, how how has it been with for you as as an actress, as an artist overall? Uh, well, I came to the state. Uh, three years ago, I spent two years in New York and then moved to Los Angeles a year ago now. And um, I mean, it's been it's been an amazing journey. It's been really challenging, but it's um, you know, I came to the United States because I wanted to be in an industry where the sky was the limit. You know, I didn't want to stay in Australia and kind of reach a ceiling and then have to move to the States and, and start all over again from square one. So even though it is more challenging, I just feel that the United States just has, um, you know, so much more to offer in, in the in the long term, you know. So you feel there's definitely more opportunity here and what you're seeking to do? Yeah, I do. I mean, Australia um, produces some amazing films. I mean, some of my favorite films are Australian films. Um, but we just don't have the same, um, you know, it's the, the industry doesn't mm-hmm. have the same funding and the same support because um, Australia is kind of, kind of a sport, uh, a sporty country, and and that's what, um, that's where the focus is. It's not not so much in the arts. So, um, but I hope hopefully that will change, um, that will change around um, because I think but Australians are really great filmmakers. So. And not only that, they're very great actors. I mean, we we have a lot of great Australian actors here in the United States and in our um, American film industry. So no, that's so that true. Is, I mean, they're they're my some of my yeah. favorite actors are Australians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, congratulations on that. I guess you should be very proud of that. Um, <laughs> Speak to us um, now about your, I guess, your filmmaking career. What is this project that I, because I, I want to mention it and really emphasize it because I know you're doing a Kickstarter and you're trying to reach a goal by a certain amount of time. So uh, how did you come about to wanting to create this film and what is it all about? Uh, the film is 
about. It's about disconnection. And I hope to, with this film, I hope to inspire connection because I just feel that with all, um, you know, the technology and the social media, I just feel that people are, are, you know, feeling more and more lonely and disconnected, even though, you know, we're all connecting into this, you know, this network, these networks online. And I think uh, what I want with this film is to show that, um, you know, a connection is not the same thing as a bond. And if if we want to, you know, if we want real human connection in our lives, then we have to we have to put the phone down or, or put the put the iPad or the laptop away and, and and take risks and really, you know, be prepared to show vulnerability and and have that be okay, you know, because it's if we try to hide behind this this wall of our of our Facebook and like this this thing that we can t- control. I mean, we can control everything on our Facebook and and we can control how people see us. And and that's that's not real because because the thing about human beings is that is that we are imperfect. And that's what that's what makes us beautiful and that's what should connect us. So I just feel like we should be prepared to just let down um you know, all the all the barriers and all the all the you know, the show that um that we that we put on for each other every day. Do you, now that you mentioned that, do you feel that um our generation of artists maybe you know, let's say mine because I'm I'm in my twenty late like, twenty one. Um, do you feel that our generation of artists have lost somewhat our value in artisticness because of this? because of uh, the social media and be, because of the vanity that's out there and all the glamorous and everything has to be so pretty and you have to create your own style and everything has to be so um, uh, eccentric. Do you think that we've lost somewhat of that artistic value in this generation because of what's going on right now? Um, I don't think we've lost it. I mean, I think it's all actually for the first time. I mean, it's all at our fingertips. I mean, and it's more accessible. I mean, Anybody can, um, you know, I like things like photography and filmmaking. With with uh, technology, have just become so much more accessible to to everyone, you know. But I feel that, um, you know, we need to use. We have to decide how to use the machines in our lives, and not let the machines in our lives control us, you know. Okay, I see. And you're right about that because I feel that uh, kids nowadays that. Maybe a kid before at 14 couldn't take video and maybe couldn't really put his dream, even if it was just on on YouTube. And now kids everywhere, you see the dumbest videos. But you know what? People, some people really enjoy making videos and posting them. And and, and even if it's that just that much closer to to being a, a director or whatever it is they want to do, they're putting it out there and it's so accessible to people to see their work, even if it's just as dumb as a YouTube video. So I think that exactly. you know that does play a part, like you say. Exactly, but um, I think um, yeah, I think we just we still have to live as well, you know. I think okay. like going, you know, um, going everywhere we we have we come home, we have our laptop, you know. You go out, you have your phone, and and like you know, there's people. You go out, you go out to dinner with friends, and you know, you've got like five or six of you at a dinner table and, and there's like moments and I'm like guilty of this myself. I'm not criticizing my friends. 
Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you'll have moments where everybody at the table is looking down, checking their phones, and it's like, hang on a second, why are we, why are we all out to dinner together? Like, we could all be at home, you know, on Facebook or texting each other. Like, and I just think, I just think then there's, you know, maybe we need to be a little bit less available, you know, like the whole the whole text message thing and, and like, you know, people people getting angry if you don't reply within, you know, the first ten minutes and you know, I'm not looking at my <laughs> phone every every second of every day and, and that should be that should be okay, you know. Okay. Okay, so let's bring it back to you, Emma. How um I like the little story today. I was looking through your website and on your blog you, you tell a story of how when you realize what was it that you wanted to be in life, you know, the whole situation with your mother. Can you elaborate more on that? When was that precise moment in your life that you that you felt and you knew that you wanted to take the artistic road? Oh my god, that was so funny. Um well yeah, I was I was ten years old and my mom and I were having a fight. And because I was, I she caught me out on a lie, and so um, yeah, and so she was she was yelling at me, and I was you know a very dramatic and and uh, moody child. So you know I, I start I turn around and I go to storm up the stairs, and my mom yells out at the top of her lungs. She says, "Emma Barrett, you are such a brilliant liar. You should be you know I think you'd be a brilliant actress." And I I stopped. On the stairs, it was like somebody had shot me in the back, you know. It's like nothing in my life up until that point had made any sense. And then and then for some reason this, this made sense. And then I stopped. And, and it was it was hilarious because usually, you know, I'm, I'm making this big dramatic exit. And, and, then, I, and then I stop and I turn around and, and I said, yeah, I could, I could do that. I, I, I could do that well. And then, um, you know, all these years later, I still haven't changed my mind. So I guess I have my mom to thank for that. (laughs) Okay. And um, did you begin doing theater and and stuff like that in Australia? Yeah. So I went to acting school the first time around when I was uh, 16 and 17. So um, I'd go to high school during the day and I'd do acting school at night time. But I was in I was in class with people in their twenties and thirties and forties, and you know I was sixteen and seventeen, and it got to it got to scene work in final semester when I had you know I had directors asking me because I've always been tall, so I've always I was always cast in you know roles that were older than older than mm-hmm. um, how, how you know my age then. So, I, yeah, I would have, you know, a director say to me, you know, Emma, why would you make that choice for that character? And I'm thinking, well, you know, how would I know? Like, she's she's in her 20s, she's fallen in love, she doesn't live with her parents. Like, I was still in high school living with my parents. I'd, I'd you know, I hadn't hadn't lived. I, I wanted to go and, mm-hmm. and get my heart broken and, and make some mistakes and, you know, just have something to draw from. So that's when I decided to, um, I took a break and decided to professionally for a few years because I had I danced my whole life. And so, okay. yeah, so I, that's when I, I moved I moved to uh, to Paris to pursue my, my dream as a dancer first before starting acting. 
And what and you say that about three years ago. Um, ever since you moved from home, where were you in um in Paris and was that right before you came to to the States? Uh yeah, so I left I mean I left Australia I no, I left mm-hmm. Australia almost uh seven years ago now. So even mm-hmm. though I still have my accent. But um uh yeah, so first I, I was on cruise ship I was working on cruise ships for a year. Um and then after that, I moved to Paris, and I was uh, I was dancing at the Moulin Rouge. And then I um, I was in Paris for about two and a half years, and then um, uh, and then I moved to New York after that to go back to acting school again, um, just a refresher course. So I went back to a full time conservatory in New York um, at Atlantic, uh, which is David Mamet's school. And that was that was cool. I mean, that was intense um, and great. And then after that, so I, um, yeah, I worked towards getting my work visa, and then I and then I moved to Los Angeles. Okay, I want to go back real quick to the whole to the accent thing. Don't even worry about it. You know, Salma Hayek has been in our uh, film industry for years, and that woman will not drop that accent, not even if she trained her. <laughs> 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 she has that She's great great. accent, but you know what? At the end of the day, that makes you who you are, and we love it. So that's awesome. Absolutely. And you, know, when um, when was it that you? You know, I, I'm just so curious. You, you, you know, you live your homeland. You leave your homeland to go to Paris to pursue a dream, and then from Paris, you know, you come here. You know, to per, to keep pursuing your dream. At any point in that journey, did you doubt yourself? Was there any instance that you you kind of just that you you were about to give up, or did you were you just that kind of person that just kept pushing yourself to the limit? Um, I think I think doubting yourself is a natural part of it. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, especially moving to Paris, I you know I didn't have a job, I didn't speak the language. I spoke maybe five phrases, you know that I'd mm-hmm. learned in, like, a Rosetta Stone or something. Um, I, you know, I didn't have any friends or family, and I, I decided to buy a one-way ticket to Paris. And I was just like, I'm going to make it happen. Because um, I'd auditioned in Australia, and I didn't get it. Because I, um, I wasn't flexible enough because I had a, a an injury that I had to work through. Um, so, yeah, that was crazy. I mean, like, everyone told me I was crazy. Everyone, Everyone asked me, you know, what if you don't get it? What are you going to do? Like, you don't speak the language. You don't know anybody. And I just was like, I'm going to, I'll figure it out. You know, it's going to be okay. And it it was kind of um, one of those moments. I was landed on the tarmac in uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. And I looked out mm-hmm. the window and I just see, like, it was all gray and just raining and, like, horrible. And I just looked out the window and I thought, what? the hell am I doing? Like, I, it really didn't dawn on me until until the plane landed in Paris, which is good. I mean, uh, because if it had happened any sooner, I, you know, wouldn't want that to stop me getting on the plane. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and you know what? I didn't, I didn't get the job straight away. I got there in January 2008, and I didn't start working at the Moulin Rouge until October 2008. So... And I didn't have wow. I didn't have enough money saved to uh to last me that whole time. So I got a I got another job in another cabaret where I got to practice my can can and, you know, 
work on my mm-hmm. flexibility. So, so yeah, I mean, I think I think the whole the the whole insecurity thing it it's all part of it, you know. It's um okay. it's just like how you react to that and what you do with that. I think. Okay, and now that you've dabbed, you know, and, and the, thus far in your life that you've dabbed into those both worlds as a dancer, as a professional dancer, and now as you know, as an actress, you've had your training. You you're somewhat considered a professional at this point. Um, which one do you believe that is a bit harder to pursue as a professional? You mean like dancing or acting? As an exactly. Um, I think they're I think they're equally as hard. I mean, I think um, I don't think dreams are meant to be easy. You know, I think um, mm-hmm. I think that's what makes them so much more rewarding when you when you do when you do make it. Um, it's like because you've worked hard and you've got through, you know, you've got through the hard times and you've you've battled your your own doubts and insecurities and um, but yeah, I mean, acting and filmmaking is is a huge challenge. Um, it's 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 intense, but I think if it were easy, then it, it wouldn't be worth doing. Okay. Okay, so let's go back to speaking uh, about your your project. I really want to support this because I know that you're you're with your whole um Kickstarter campaign. You really want to reach your goal. Um, is there anything that you would like to elaborate on to let us know? You know, what would we be receiving, and you know, in light of helping your your project and so so forth. Um. Well, I yeah. So I've got until the thirteenth of December um, mm-hmm. to uh, to raise the money. And the way that Kickstarter works is that if you don't reach your your target, um, your you know your target for your budget, then you actually lose you lose everything. So it's um mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of pressure. Um, but I just I think um that I think that you know. Everyone deserves a chance, and I, I think that um, given the chance, that I'm I'm going to be able to produce something that's going to help people and inspire people to to connect and to uh, you know to show vulnerability and and to promote you know love and and human connection again, and that's and that's something that I I feel that could make the world you know a a better place in and i think that's what we should what we should do in our work you know and no matter what industry you're in no matter what you do i think that that we should all be trying to in 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 whatever way we can make the world a, a, a better place so yeah that's what i i really want to do and and this is a true story as well i mean the story of my film is, is a sad one but i'm hoping that you know, um, I'm hoping that it, it has, it inspires good things, and I'm hoping that this this girl who it's about, it's about a girl who actually, um, a true story about a girl who committed suicide on Facebook, and all her friends uh, just ignored her, um, the the note that she left saying goodbye, mm-hmm. and um, they ignored her and laughed at her, and. You know, some of some of them even lived within walking distance of her house, and then she was found she was found dead the next day. And and this is a this is a horrible and tragic story. And, and I'm using her story because I, I hope that she hasn't died in vain. I'm hoping that this story can can be a way to hold up a mirror to society and say this is what we've become. You know, we've we've gotten to this point that 
you know, that the people within walking distance of her house couldn't even tear themselves away from their Facebook to walk around and see if she was okay. And there's something about that that just breaks my heart. And and that's why I feel so compelled to, to, to make this film because I just, I think there's too much of that kind of thing happening. And I, I just, you know, we're, everybody's feeling lonely and disconnected, but nobody wants to kind of take the risk and put themselves out there to change that. So I feel that if, if people, you know, all do it together, then it's not going to seem as scary and you're not going to, you're not going to take the leap and there won't, there won't be a net there, you know? Okay. I, I, I see what you mean. And, and, and you, you, you know, you're right. The social network and social media as a whole, uh, really has its pros and its cons and it, and it's from extreme to extreme. It could be great and it can be very negative. So, um, in this case, we're going to use it as a as a great motive to to help you raise your full uh you know your your full goal in your Kickstarter. You know, we're just going to really see, and it's really great, you know, to spread messages. I I had an experience a couple of weeks ago of a of a friend I went to uh, high school with. His name was Oscar, and he's a football player. He uh he had an incident at a music festival, and he sadly passed away. And and we created a whole movement that was called Smile for Oscar, and um, it 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 targeted a lot of people, people worldwide that are world. I mean, well, yeah, even worldwide that are into the electronic music and stuff like that. Started tweeting and supporting the whole thing and donating money to the family so they can, you know, do his funeral. So again, it can be used uh, positive and negatively. But in this case, you know, as as much as we use a p- more positive, then I, I think that would be. Uh, a better way of a better reward. Do you know I was actually so, at that music festival? Mhm. Um, and um. Mhm. And I was so I was is that actually ties in to to my story as well. I actually wrote a blog post about about that weekend because there there were two people that died at the festival that weekend, and the third the third day of the festival was cancelled and. Um, and just the comments on Twitter and, and Facebook about people people complaining about, you know, are they going to get their refunds and and you know, this mm-hmm. is crap that they they get to they have to lose their their last day of partying and 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 it was it broke my heart it broke my heart in such a way that I can't I can't quite explain and and I think this film is is a way for me to kind of work work from that pain and, and make it something positive, you know, because I, I don't, I, um, you know, I don't want to give up on humanity because I think that there's, there's so many beautiful things in this world and yeah, I really want to use these things as an example, not, not to highlight, you know, how, how, how bad things are, but just to highlight how bad things really could get and it's not too late to change. You're right. You're right. So Emma, we're reaching our our end of the show here. I'd like to thank you so much for your time and your insight and and so forth. Before we go, though, can you tell people where they can find you, um, your sites, your you know your most used social networks, and where they can find your Kickstarter campaign so they can uh, go support your project? Yes, absolutely. Um, so my website is emmabarrett.com, which is m uh, um, two m's, two r's, and two t's. Um, and um, 
So the Kickstarter, if you go to kickstarter.com and you type in Take the Reins, um, you'll be able to find my project there. Also, um, if you go to Facebook, and my username for my Facebook page is Emma Los Angeles, and the same as Twitter as well, Emma Los Angeles, or one word. Um, so yeah, but also if you go if you go to my page emmabarrett.com, there's a link there that can take you straight to my Kickstarter page from there. Okay, perfect. So uh, once again, Emma, thank you so much for your time, and I, I appreciate that, and I wish you continued luck and success. Uh, with this project that you have coming up. Thank you so much, Sas. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. You have a good... Oh, happy holidays, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, thank you. Enjoy. Okay, bye, Sasha. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.